Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Our Culture Gaming. I'm Scott Owen. by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, you've had a horrific weekend trying to finish up <laughs> Gotham Knights. Now, you've messaged me and said this might have one of the worst back thirds yes. of all time and some of the worst boss fights of all time. It's Listen, not good. It brings me no joy to say this because we did a review in progress last week, but yep. we were actually more positive on the game than I thought we were going to be. We I've had... not seen what you've seen yet either. Well, I'm still positive, but I'm at the beginning, so I don't Scott's know. Scott's played another little game called uh, God of War Ragnarok. You may I'll have played it. I have not been playing that. I've put in 30 hours or so of Gotham Knights and yes in that previous review in progress we talked about you know there being positives in there, that there being a lot of ambition, and there being potential things to look forward to. And I will admit that after we filmed that review in progress, mm -hmm. I did get into a nice swing with the game. The middle portion of Gotham Knights is surprisingly good. There are a lot of interesting side missions to take on. There's a lot of creativity in the kind of like visuals of the mission design. A lot of really spectacular superhero moments, Scott good. Hilford. The issue is, that's only the middle part. And the back <laughs> third kind of feels like WB Montreal just ran out of time and mm. slapdashed a bunch of things together because things really started falling apart for me in terms of the boss fights, in terms of the repetition of the game design, and a completely lackluster final level. I don't know what you want to talk about first, because we've talked about this at length off camera, yes. but I just kind of want to jump into it. On. And on mic, we'll massively shout out to the World yes. Culture Gaming Podcast. Me and Josh do a Monday show called The Wind Up, where we dove into this as our initial thoughts at the start of the day before. We thought we'd do a little follow-up uh, in video form, um, just as an addendum to the video that we put out last time, because you have actually seen the entire game now. <laughs> um, but yeah, the things that you uh, mentioned to me was the fact that they reused boss fights, which I don't necessarily want to focus on, but I, I feel like that sort of points to the reality of the development that they had. Yeah. And it feels like the beginning of the game is way stronger and it gets just worse the more you play um, I mean the thing one that we haven't talked about that much is the UI I saw um, Forbes did a whole thing about how it has one of the worst UIs of all time um, if not the year and I just like the overall feel of Gotham Knights is like seven different game design ethoses fighting for dominance let's say yeah um, and does it just feel like the overall feel of the game just gets messier as you go on I would say so you know going to the boss fights that you mentioned mm. there yeah so for context there is this one really spectacular side mission in the game where you're hunting down Mr. Freeze it's actually the very first footage we saw from Gotham Knights, the first right. gameplay demo was from this mission and essentially you're going up this big tower that's been completely frozen by Mr. Freeze's machines, there are lightning storms going off, it looks and feels awesome. 20 FPS. And that's right in the middle of the game and what you get for a final mission or at least the precursor to the final mission is the same sub-boss repeated five times <laughs> and this is when oh, I kind God. of realised that they were running 
out of um, steam because at the end of one of the last missions, you fight this boss that kind of comes out of nowhere in a really cool um, environment. Mm-hmm. I won't spoil which, obviously, uh, and, and it's really exciting. It's mm-hmm. really cool. But the issue is, as soon as you beat that boss, to progress in the story, they say go out into the open world and beat that boss three more times. <laughs> go track them down oh, God. and beat them. And the issue is, I thought we were past this. I thought we were past this. And it feels arbitrary, and even mm. worse, the boss fight itself doesn't change every time you fight it. It's literally like the same boss fight three times. And then to add insult to injury, when you do go into the final mission, you fight the sub-boss again! <laughs> so you fight it a total of five times in the space of like one hour. In right. that final mission as well, it's not where near as spectacular as that Mr. Freeze fight. Again, without giving too much away, it's quite a bland area. You're fighting the same three enemies over and over again. It doesn't have the same creativity. And stuff like that in the back third uh, of which there is a lot of in my opinion a lot of kind of road blocking a lot of go out and complete an arbitrary number of interrogations before we can complete the story mm-hmm. it just feels like they run out of time it feels like they're they hobbled over the finish line and like I said that's such a shame because mm-hmm. you were onto something in the middle of this game and I just thought it was worth flagging that you know and um, the more time you put into this game the more it's cracks Sure, and I want to yeah. talk more about boss fights in a second, but I'll okay. let you speak. No, that's, that's the general sort of point of this video, is that like the video that we put out in the first place was the first sort of five, six hours on my part, and I think the first three or four necessarily for you, you're still kind of finding yeah. your footing in it, and like I think it puts a really good foot forward, and I'm still really enjoying as much as I've played, but I've not seen the second half or the back third as that you have, um, but I do think it's interesting that there are recommendable elements in there, like the character writing or the fact that you kind of have a four-protagonist approach to a story, that the overall, overall thing is a mystery-based story anyway. Um, it seems like they had a good idea here, here. There is a soul here um, that wasn't really in um, Anthem or Avengers or you yeah. know, insert X other failed thing here. Um, but what was it that like, over time where you were just like, oh God, this is getting worse? I'll tell you what it was. Uh-huh. Uh, very specifically, I've just mentioned that Mr. Freeze fight and it was no accident because that <laughs> level is awesome. But at mm-hmm. the end of it, you actually fight Mr. Freeze and okay. it's one of the worst balanced single player boss fights I've experienced in some time. We said in our initial first impressions of the game that it actually caters quite well if you just want to play Gotham Knights as a single player player. Like, mm-hmm. you have co-op as an option, but you don't have to. The game doesn't feel unbalanced uh, if you're just playing it solo. And I still agree with that, with the exception of these boss fights, because they are so clearly designed for two people right. that it is such a slog to get through on your own. And you could say, Josh, well, they're not designed for you. Uh, you should bring a co-op partner. And that would be fine if the game flagged it. But the rest of those mm. missions are completely fine if you're playing on your own. You don't don't have these roadblocks, you don't have these hurdles, but the boss fights themselves seem designed to just frustrate one player, <laughs> and they don't seem balanced at all, and I was just not having fun. I was going at these boss fights, by the way, like, mm-hmm. over-leveled, so I shouldn't have been having a bad, as bad of no. a time as I was, and I didn't hit a difficulty spike like this in the rest of the game, but just, like, the moves that the boss is throwing out, you know, they have these long-winded multi-combo attacks, they have these huge health bars that you're just whittling down over and over again to the point where it's a battle of attrition and mm. they have a bunch of stages which is quite cool but the issue is you only get a select amount of health packs if you're playing solo mm. and with every stage of the boss that you go through those don't replenish mm. so you could get through one stage have no health packs and just kind of make a tactical choice to die because then at least <laughs> you will, yeah because then you will respawn with health packs that you right. need to get through to the next phase mm-hmm. and it's just it's such a shame because they get so much right yeah. on the single player front in every other area it's just these very specific boss fights and they're so they should be spectacular kind of caps to these great missions mm-hmm. but unfortunately 
with this game, ironically, it's a tale of two cities every single time. <laughs> we should talk about the fact that, you know, overall they were like, this game's going to work as a single player experience if you don't want to do multiplayer or co-op stuff, you don't have to. Um, but that's the whole thing. I mean, even the way the multiplayer is implemented, which kind of goes alongside the whole conversation on the UI and the way that even missions are presented, which we should talk about as well. Um, they've sort of gone back and forward on, I mean, a lot of people thought this was a four-person loot game because it's uh, the way that it's come across as having four main characters and then it is lots of co-op stuff, then it is also a single player story because yeah. you have you know any cutscene that you do in the game only addresses one character at a time which means that various scenes don't even make any sense anyway um, because maybe one character has been through something that then isn't addressed in the follow up scene with someone else um, or whatever um, things like that I feel like just it's kind of just like I said it's like seven different design ethos and various different marketing attempts to get this across all falling apart at the last hurdle and not really coalescing in the final product yeah Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, but yeah, let's talk about like UI stuff and menu stuff because I feel like they did a villains trailer. You know, if you've watched the trailers, and you'll know that Harley Quinn, Clayface, and Mr. Freeze are three main villains um, out there alongside the Court of Owls, which are kind of underneath everything else, yes. literally and in the game. Um, but I feel like the way that they present those missions, um, you were saying before recording that it's like you kind of almost don't realize how to get them. Yeah, They're kind of buried in the in the pause menu. But the game is also telling you to go check the evidence board, and there's also a shortcut on the evidence board back onto the pause menu That's it. to let you trigger the mission itself. But you can also go to a point in the open world and find it too. <laughs> so it just doesn't, it, that doesn't really work. Yeah, it's just a little bit more obtuse than it needs to be. You know, I'm actually a fan of the idea that you have to go back to the Belfry mm. after the end of every night to kind of change your gear. It makes each night feel distinct and yep. gives each one a kind of more a bigger significance because you want to get those crimes done before they disappear. However, yeah, if you're following a thread like Harley's side quest, mm-hmm. you know, at a certain point you can only activate that side quest from the Belfry. So you 
you have to go back there, you have to go into a menu, and then you have to launch the side quest. Yep. And it's just such a strange way to do it because... Like I said, some of those side missions are the most visually spectacular and most memorable parts of the game mm-hmm. because it does change the landscape depending on who you're fighting and things happen in the open world. But not incorporating those missions organically into the open world and having mm-hmm. you execute them from a menu in the Belfry makes them feel like entirely disconnected. It makes it feel like the Avengers where you're selecting a mission from the menu and then you're jumping in, which is strange right, when right. you've got a sandbox there that could be changing, that could be, you know, throwing up these side missions more organically. And it just feels like a missed opportunity to mesh the two worlds. And it just makes it more cumbersome than it should be. And that's, of course, <laughs> on top of the loot system, which is an absolute nightmare to navigate if you're just trying to craft or ch- craft something or change your loadout. It's a weird thing because I feel like the first few, the first impressions that we got from this game and the thing, like I said, the foot that it puts forward is this really enticing. Then the game opens on a 10 minute cutscene. You get this whole depiction of what's happening in Gotham, what's happening with really cool, really cool key characters. And then you pivot over to the four main Gotham Knights that you're going to be continuing with. And the general, the way the table is set at the beginning, I yeah. thought was really, really fascinating. And then that's backed up by the way that all the characters are written. I think there's really a nice amount of depth there. And like Gotham itself, I don't even mind the bat bike that much. I just love the idea of a bat bike to get me around. Um, but overall, I feel like it puts a really strong foot forward. And then it's almost like, okay, we've set the table, we've set it in motion, and that's kind of all we've got. Yeah. And then over time, that just sort of peters out um, where the various things that you were putting up with, like the way that mod chips and uh, transmogrifying your costumes and everything, the way that the, the kind of messy way that they were introduced at the beginning, you kind of go, well, it's if we're pie charting it, then the story stuff, the character stuff is a really meaningful part of that pie. So I'm going to focus on those things. But if those things don't pay off, then all you have left is all the messy stuff. Yeah. And then it all just kind of collapses under its own weight. That's kind of it. You know, I think at a certain point, about 20 hours into the game, hmm. the developers just went all Ian Beal and were like, I've got nothing left and I don't know where to go from here. Because like you said, you know, when we first did our early impressions, I was kind of positive. I was like down here. Yeah. And then I got I into a nice swing of it and I kind of was like, ooh, maybe this game is even better than I thought it was going to be. And then I got to those frustrations and then the frustrations just kind of like blocked out mm. the good parts and then it kind of tanked for me towards the end. As always, Gotham Knights continues to be a complete mixed bag <laughs> of everything. There's so much in there to enjoy, but there's so much stuff mm. that you've got to put up with. And I just kind of, I know this game was already delayed a year. It was supposed to come out last year. Obviously, you know, issues like COVID, you can't help that. Like, that's just no. issues that everyone has been dealing with. But I wonder what this would have looked like if it had another year of polish. I know that was probably untenable, mm. but there's a great game in there. There's just so many corners that have been cut. There are so many things that are unpolished. There are so many areas that are unoptimized. And I don't want to feel like this, Scott. I wish, <laughs> there, was, there was a moment, man. I, can't, I keep going back to it. There was a moment where I really thought I was going to come in on today and uh-huh. say, Scott, you were right. This game is incredible. I wish. And it just isn't in its totality. I th- and that's the thing I want to get across, is that almost like a buyer's beware kind of thing. Because I feel like with games like this, they put their a really good foot forward and really good first impressions and really good initial vibes. I know that obviously the reaction to Gotham Knights overall from the critical response, um, people who have finished it a bit earlier, it wasn't that solid. Um, but I feel like there were recommendable elements and that's the whole reality of having such a mixed bag of a game um, but it's just to put it out there that, that this game for right now does fall the F apart towards yeah. the end I don't know how much they're going to patch and I think the things that they might tweak will just be sheer performance stuff yes. they're not going to start varying up the boss battles it no. will always have 
go fight five of the same thing. Um, and maybe they took the damage amounts on I the freeze so. fight or I something. I hope so. Because um, I feel like that's such a widespread thing anyway that so many um, level-based games or level-gated stuff just makes every basic attack kill you in one. Yeah. And it's like, go grind forever to get past this thing, which is one of the worst realizations in any of these games. Totally. And again, you might be there at home saying, Josh, it's only a handful of bosses that throw up these roadblocks. And I, and I agree. It is impressive that they've managed to balance the rest of the game for the most part towards mm. just one player. But that makes those moments stick out so much more. And those fights are such an arduous slug. And they should be capping off great side missions that they do stand out. And they do impact the overall enjoyment. Speaking of the side missions, though, yes. one final thing. And again, another thing that kind of makes me think the game just completely tailed up at the end, mm. is there are only those three of them. There are only yeah. the Mr. Freeze, the Harley, and the Clayface side arcs. And for me, when I got into the final stages of this game, when I was doing story missions, mm -hmm. uh, when they were thrown me, you know, the the mission to go and find those three bosses, mm -hmm. it would have been offset if I had another major side mission to do alongside it. Yes. But the fact that they dried up so quickly, and Clayface especially is only like a... It's, it's, it's even short compared to the other two. Right. I just wish there was one or two more villain side quests that were properly tailored towards the end game and it would have made it less of a slog to just do that kind of arbitrary crime fighting stuff in the open world if they were there. Yeah, I feel like overall they, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm away, I said this in the podcast, please go subscribe, but I feel like we're awaiting this sort of Bloomberg style, you know, behind the scenes reality of what happened because it just feels like there are too many unanswered questions and too many messy executions of what, you know, you've got, kind of got one full picture over here for a single player Arkham follow-up type thing yeah. and one full picture over here for a live service multiplayer component thing and they're kind of just crossing over Venn diagram style but that middle is just so unclear um, and parts that work and parts that don't it's we the last video that we did and it's almost indicative in this one as well is that it's very hard to stay positive that's like it. it's one of those games where you just you think of a positive element for it and something else is alongside it and we had that from the very beginning too um, which is why I did a pinned comment just saying two men struggle to praise Gotham Knights <laughs> for like 10 minutes or whatever because um, it's just so all over the place would you like to put a star rating on it sir um, oh, if, I'm, if I'm gonna have to put a star rating on it it would be like three out of five mm. like if two and a half feels too harsh, but if I was doing that out of 10, it would be a high six or a low seven. Okay. That's what I would go with. And it's primarily down to those final few hours, just kind of like dragging it down and the lack of substantial in my eyes end game content like this is a game again I said it in the podcast which you should definitely hey. check out it's a game that whose foundations I quite like and mm -hmm. I would really like to see a Gotham Knights 2 to see how they improve on it with the lessons that they've learned mm -hmm. it's just that Gotham Knights in and of itself right now I could happily never play again. I, I had some, you know, side activities to mop up after I'd finished the campaign. Mm. Uh, only like small things, like challenges and whatnot. Mm. But once I was done with this, man, I just kind of felt uh, you, you've, you've made a very bad last impression here, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of over it for now. But Gotham Knights 2, I will be interested in. Okay, people do say like first impressions count for a lot, but I feel in gaming, last impressions, like yeah, if you're man. if you're coming out of something with a sour taste after that much time invested, um, it's a bad feel. But yeah, I'll keep playing it, keep sticking with us, keep keeping up with the podcast and everything, and we'll do updated thoughts as we get through them. I'll resume my life after God of War, <laughs> um, but we'll see how it goes. For now, though, let us know what you think down in the comments below. Did you pick up Gotham Knights? Are you waiting for maybe a 60 frames per second patch or something? For now. I've been Scott from Culture.com. I've been Josh from Culture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.